And that automatically brought me back to a sense of, I know she's good. My purpose here is not complete. And so I get to live my best life and continue on with my mission and purpose in the world. So the power of dreaming helped me and supported me when I was able to connect with my loved ones. Rain Podcast. Hi, welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Supernova. I'm Nova Lorraine, your host and author of the newly released book, Unleash Your Supernova, where it is written to help guide you through this crazy roller coaster ride we call creative entrepreneurship. It will also awaken your creativity and allow you to beat burnout. It's available at all your favorite bookstores, including Amazon. So again, if you haven't gotten the book yet and you need a guide on this crazy roller coaster ride, this marathon of creative entrepreneurship, definitely check out the book Unleash Your Supernova. I am so excited to have a dear friend here today with us who is also a TEDx speaker, author. But before I even get into more details, I'm going to read you her bio. Goddess is an award-winning wisdom speaker and author. She is also the author of her award-winning book, The Period Party. She has captivated audience around the country and continues to remind every person she comes in contact with about their perfection. Goddess shows us how to tap into the powers we were born with and use them to co-manifest our dreams. Goddess is also a TEDx speaker where she talks about the power of imagination that's innate to all of us. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome author and friend, TEDx speaker and creative entrepreneur, Goddess Smith. Hi, Goddess. Hi, Nova. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. Such a pleasure to be here. Yes, I am so excited to have you. You know, we have the most fun conversations And I can't wait for you to unleash your superpowers through our conversation with our listeners. And just to get you familiar with the format, which I know you've listened to other shows before, which you already know, is that we're going to start off with a story because stories are powerful. And we are then going to dive into a conversation and just talk a little bit more about what is this mystery around remembering our powers. And then I'm going to hand you the microphone. You're going to play host, ask me some questions, and then hopefully we'll have time for questions from our listeners. Sound good? Sounds great. Yes. Okay. Well, let's start this party. Okay. (laughs) Do you have a juicy story? (laughs) And I like stories that are going to really motivate or inspire our listeners. And, you know, sometimes it's an obstacle or challenge. You've overcome a moment of failure and rediscovery, or it could be something really funny. I'm going to leave that up to you. But what story would you like to start with? I like to start with a story about using my imagination at a very young age. I would say like about four years old. Okay. And I was four years old and I had seen someone with a lunchbox. And so I wanted one of these lunchboxes. I Mm -hmm. wanted a lunchbox. That's all I did was think about this lunchbox. And that day when my father came home from work, he came home with a lunchbox for me. 
What? On the same day? Yes. As young as I was, I realized that there was magic mm-hmm. in the world. And so from that time on, I have been playing with the universe and testing my powers, as you can say, that we're born with. We all have this. And really bringing it to the forefront. Hmm. Well, I got to just touch on this lunchbox for a second because, and I may be dating myself, but I remember the days of the metal lunchbox that had this printed image that you can run your fingers across and touch all the grooves of this image. And it was of your favorite superhero or a cartoon character from the, the comic strips. And so was this a metal lunchbox that you were talking about? Because now I don't we just remember get to tell you the truth. Got I really it. don't remember. I just know that my dad came home and I was uh-huh. so happy to see this lunchbox. He didn't know I wanted a lunchbox. Nothing. Well, so I know I was obsessed with my metal lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> so I can yeah. absolutely see why you would want one. I was like, I loved my metal lunchbox. Yeah, I seen another kid with it, you know, and I wanted, <laughs> you know, I wanted one. And so, um, at a very young age, I was able to manifest. Nice. And I was also, I guess, wise enough to know that I did something. Mm. I think that's super important too, because I think it's one thing to say, I want something, and then actually paying attention when it comes to you, especially as quickly as, as your request came to you, yeah. to pay attention to see, well, whoa, well, if I did it once, can I do it again? And, and how did that even happen? I have to say, I am thoroughly impressed by the fact that you are working on your third book and where most authors are barely finishing their first book. And as an author, I can absolutely appreciate the energy and work that goes into bringing a book to life. And so your first book is Period Party, right? Yeah, The Period Party. The Period Party. Can you tell me a little bit about that book? The period party came about when I was a court reporter and I saw what many women went through and Mm. young girls coming through the system and just seeing, you know, the anguish that many of them had and the anger and it was just a lot of trauma. And seeing Mm. that, I felt that I wanted to give back in some way, shape or form. And so being a, a stepmother of two girls, Mm-hmm. I started to question source and ask the question, when is it in a female's life that she becomes aware of who she is? Okay. And I got a download saying her period. And so from there, I began to talk to other women from different cultures and ask them their experiences. And then when my oldest daughter, Alicia, got her period, the first thing she said to me was, please don't tell daddy. Like, don't tell daddy. Mm. She was so embarrassed mm. and ashamed and thinking that her father would look at her differently. Okay. And that was not, you know, the case. I knew that. And so from that point on, Ashley got hers. And so at that time, the book was finished and she called me when she got it and said, you know, let's have a period party. And so... We did. And so from that time, I've been with Girl Scouts of America and South Florida giving period parties and friends having their own private period parties. And what we're doing is we are setting a legacy behind because I can't reach every girl. 
Uh-huh. And so we all know some young lady that's coming up into the world. And so celebrating her with having her questions answered honestly and looking at her support system because she's got her grandmothers and she's got her aunts and close friends of the family. So she sees that she has a support system. If she can't go to her mom, then she can go to Aunt Nova. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that leaves so much of an option, an open door for her. And it removes the shame. And of uh, having a boy know or her father know, right, she gets right, in the pride of that. And so the girls became very comfortable after having their period party, and now they're having period parties for their their daughters and Love friends it. of mine. You know, it's gone on. So it's a legacy that you personally can shift how we build our self-esteem in the world and how we stand in our power in the world. So, yeah. yeah, no, I think it's so important for us as women and even the dads that are listening. I hope we didn't scare away a bunch of dads here <laughs> or guys with the conversation, but I think it's so important to celebrate womanhood and just transitioning into a new phase of our lives. So I really Love the idea of that concept and the book and the events that you're doing. And I want to bring us to the the book that was released, your second book. I know you're working on your third. And when I went across your website, I just love this. So I'm just going to have to read it out loud. It says, remember, opens up our sixth sense of remembering your unique gifts and how to use them to excel your life to where you desire it to be. Life will challenge us. But when you tap into your powers you were born with, you know you are equipped to handle them. We use these powers anyway. Let's do it on purpose and with intention. And so the title of your second book is Remember, explanation point, question mark, explanation point, your powers. So I know you gave us a story about when you were a little girl and the lunchbox and how you manifested that within the same day. What was the download, as you said earlier? What was the inspiration? You know, you're coming off of this other book. Why remember your powers? Like, what was that thing that said, this is my second book? Well, we have all had the experience where we think of someone we haven't seen in a while, and then we either end up getting a phone call or a text or actually physically bumping into that person. And so I've asked many people in many audiences, and just about every hand goes up. This is amazing. This is phenomenal. We all are born with the imagination. And so that's just the beginning of it, because when we think of something that we desire or we think of a person that ran across our minds and our heart, and then we're able to manifest that into the physical, we're limitless at the end of the day. So Mm -hmm. remembering our powers, because we have so many powers you know, that has been shut down as as we grow, go through school and go through society. It's not talked about. They talk about our fifth sense, our five senses, but they never really touch on our sixth sense. And it's like, why is that? And so remember your powers, lets you tap into those powers and helps you to create whatever it is that you desire to bring into your life. So, and that's pretty much, you know, how I lived my life, my journey. Well, let's go through your journey. Is there a moment that 
was very challenging for you or painful that you had to remember your powers. You had to dig deeper and find something unique or special to get you through that experience or that that time period. Is there something that you can share with us as an example? Sure. It was the death of my sister and she was the last of my immediate family. Mm, And so I had stopped writing the book for a little while because I wanted to be able to heal and go through that moment and grow through that experience. And what got me through it was the power of dreaming. Oh. Where she came to see me and she told me, snap out of it, I'm fine. And she looked amazing. And I said to myself and to her, I said, well, if you're fine, then I'm good too. And that automatically brought me back to a sense of, I know she's good. My purpose here is not complete. And so I get to live my best life and continue on with my mission and purpose in the world. So the power of dreaming helped me and supported me when I was able to connect with my loved ones. Mm, And so uh, while you were writing this book, which is really interesting, you had to put it aside to heal. Mm -hmm. And it was tapping into your dreams and the wisdom that you received through your dreams that allowed you to say, okay, it's time for me to pick up the pen and continue this journey of finishing this book, which I think Mm -hmm. is really powerful. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Very powerful. You know, it's interesting when you speak about dreams and I don't think I realized that my dreams were even a gift or a superpower until just a few years ago. And, but I've always had very, very vivid and strong cinematic dreams. And I remember one time in college and I was extremely close to my mom growing up. I literally was her shadow. She went to the grocery store. I wanted to be in the grocery store. She was in a room looking at catalogs. I wanted to look at catalogs. I mean, I just wanted to be wherever she was. Absolutely around my mom. And in college, I had as a young adult, now that I'm moving away from home, right, for the first time and having that physical separation from my mom, I had a fear of what would happen if my mother passed away. And I didn't think that I would be able to survive, like go on with life if I ever lost my mom. Like I was just, I could not see it. It was just not part of my reality. Just couldn't happen. I wouldn't be able to go on. And I remember one night, freshman year, having this really, really emotionally charged dream where my mom passed away in the dream. And when I tell you I was sobbing, I don't even know, sobbing is not even strong enough of a word (laughs) in terms of how much pain I felt and how many tears were shed. And mm-hmm. and it was just this outpour of sorrow and that I expressed in the dream. And when I woke up, there was this sense of peace that I found. And for the first time, it was almost as if I went through that experience in my dream so I would be able to physically go through that experience in real life. Like I would be okay. Like it was sort of like, okay, now that you've gone through the worst of it and 
thank the Lord my mom is still with us because it was many yeah. months ago. But I felt that that dream was a way for me to heal right. and get over this fear I had. And to go through that, that emotion, that deep, deep pain that I anticipated experiencing. So, I mean, now I appreciate my dreams so much more, but then it was, it was just what stood with, stuck with me was that, wow, I feel so much more at peace now. Right. You know, I didn't connect the dots and say, oh, that was a prophetic dream or whatever it was. It was just, I actually feel that if something happened, I could get past it. I, I go through the crying in the morning and all of those things, but I would be able to move on and and get through that very difficult time. So I love how you bring up the, that dreams are a gift as well and the power that we can tap into. So for anyone that's listening, if you have dreams like Goddess and I, pay attention, okay? Pay attention to those superpowers that you have. I absolutely love that. I also want to just share a story of when we first met and <laughs> we were at a speaking event. I was on the panel and Goddess was one of the attendees to the event. And as a speaker, especially when you're on a panel, you can scan the room and everyone's answering questions. And there are going to be certain people that stand out to you. And I just remember seeing you in the room and saying, wow, like literally, I mean, for those of you that have never seen Goddess, go to her website, you know, goddessttwtouchtheworld.com, goddessttw.com. She's gorgeous, people. And I just remember you caught my eye and this the beautiful hair, this halo of hair you had. And that was sort of it, right? And But then at the end of the event, we're, you know, different people are coming up to us and I'm literally about to leave. My daughter is saying, mom, we got to go. We got to go. My daughter was with me. We have to catch the train. And then you came up to me and it was like an immediate connection. I was like, oh, yes, it was. I want to talk to this person. She's so gorgeous. But I could just sense like your energy was so beautiful. And I was like, I want to talk to her, even though I knew I had to catch the train. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh, man, that wow. was great. I'll never forget that. Me neither. Um, it was great. It was. That, it was great. And that night in and of itself was I had to like literally like tap into some crazy power to catch the train. We did catch it. But good. <laughs> I want to also ask you about your TEDx talk. And we know that getting a TEDx talk, being asked to speak is not an easy feat. And you were able to accomplish this. And I am looking forward to my talk in a few months, but okay. I would love to hear your journey of becoming a TEDx speaker because I feel that there's so many of us out there. And even when we met, I didn't have my TEDx talk booked. And I remember you shared with me that this is a goal of yours and mm -hmm. you're working on it. And I was so inspired and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be more intentional about this, this dream I have of being a TEDx speaker as well, because right. you were so intentional and you were saying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And you were so sure it was going to happen. And I was like, oh, that's so amazing. And then it happened. And then when you said Nova, I got the TED talk. I was like, all right, Nova, let's go. No more excuses. Yeah. So you actually inspire me to be able to get mine and, and be more intentional about getting mine. But what was that journey like? And what were some of the fears or doubts or obstacles? Like, how did you get to become a TEDx speaker? Well, I really didn't have any fears because when I'm manifesting, that's the last thing I really want to focus on. So I see myself having what I want. I, I feel myself having it. I can actually touch it. 
whatever it is that I'm going to co-create with this most magnificent universe. And so I had taken like a four month transformational workshop when I came to New York. And um, part of the workshop was going on stage and talking about our experience with the workshop. And so when I was on the stage and I said my part, I asked the facilitator, is it okay if, if I use my imagination to dream build me speaking at Madison Square Garden? So he was really for it and the crowd began to applaud and I was like, oh my gosh. So um, he says, sure, come down off the stage. I'll introduce you. I'm like, do you have any music? And they started playing music and he introduced me and I'm running up the aisle and people are giving me high fives as if I am at Madison Square Garden. So I run up on the stage and I have the mic in my hand and I'm thanking everybody. Thank you all so much for coming to see me. I'm so happy to be here at Madison Square Garden. And people were just, I mean, the room was roaring. And as that is happening, I looked up to the sky and I said, now bring it to me. Oh, okay. So (laughs) that was it. That was like the best manifestation that I could do, you know, that I felt like this is the opportunity and I'm going to take it. And after that, once I saw how TED Talks were, I always wanted to do a TED Talk. And so before I was doing the TED Talk, years before, and I wanted to speak in front of audiences, I have an app that would give applause an applause app I had downloaded. And so when I walk into the room, I would have nothing but applause. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. And people clapping and I'm bowing and my eyes tear up because I'm just so happy that this is finally here. And I'm actually in that place and in that space. And then I let it go and let the universe do what the universe does to bring that experience into my life. And so I have dinner with a friend. And so I saw that she had done a TED talk. And so when she came back from her little run, I asked her, I said, um, you didn't tell me you did a TED talk. She goes, do you want to do a TED talk? I said, sure. So she sent an email out to a friend. Yeah. And the next day they contacted me. And so then I had to audition and I did and they liked what they heard. And then I was accepted and I began to practice and then COVID came. And so I couldn't fly out. So then a year later, they sent everything that I needed to me. I picked my location and I did my talk. And that was like the most fun experience considering I had to write my talk down because I've never written a speech ever. Wow. Uh huh. Any awards I've won or any speaking engagements that I have given, it's always been source and me. And that's it. I just show up and God says what God wants you to hear and feel. And when I did my TED talk, the only thing I requested was that not only will people hear the message with their ears, but they would also hear it with their hearts. And uh, mm, I, I love that. that. Nice. And the name of the TED Talk is The Power of Imagination, right? It's imagination. What is it? Ah, imagination. What is it? Ooh. Mm-hmm. So 
I see that we have a question about imagination that I'd like to get to before we wrap up the show, but this is the time to transition into our second segment where you play host and you get to ask me any question that you want. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you. Okay. And it's all yours. Okay. What is the best way that you use your imagination? Ooh, okay. You're going to put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, you know, if there's anything that we need to tweak, so you can just pull it to your faster, you can do that. Okay. All right. Let me see. I love visualizing. Okay. And so if there is something that I want, I will, similar to what you just mentioned, I'll see myself there. And, but if I see like obvious obstacles, I'll then say, okay, what is an unconventional way to get around that obstacle? So how I think is what is that backdoor method? Like I am the type of person that does not like to stand in line. Like if, let's just say, for example, there was a superstar in the room, everyone's in line. I am not the one that will be standing in line. I would be the one that knows the best friend of the superstar. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So then I would figure out how do I become best friends with the best friend? Or how do I connect with the best friend of the superstar? So that's the way I always played games growing up with my siblings. And I think that's helped a lot in terms of putting puzzles together and strategizing. And so I really do like looking at, or even just think about a maze. I really do like looking at what are the possible routes to this situation and then which one feels right right now. But just being open to exploring not just one way of getting there, but one, two, three, four, five ways of getting there Mm -hmm. and then feeling my way to the right way, to the right path. Let's see. I would say when it comes to creating and designing, I like to look at a non, like something that's not, that wouldn't be an obvious point of inspiration. So if I'm working on a gown, for example, and I'm eating breakfast, I literally would look at the food on the plate, how it's you know positioned on the plate, the colors, mm-hmm. the textures, yeah. the shapes. And that would be my inspiration that I would pull into designing a gown, for example. So yeah. I try to look at, I look around me for anything that gives me that little ooh or spark. It could be the cloud formation. It could be the pattern that a shadow that's created by a shadow that's on the wall. Do you know what I'm saying? So I try to look around me for things to inspire me when I'm actually designing or creating. Yes. Okay. And that's, it takes a lot, especially when you're, and when I say a lot, it's like your mind's like a photo camera because you're seeing things you know, especially like color, maybe this color, maybe that. So, um, it's great to be able to use your creative mind because you have to be a right brained person. I feel to be more creative than your logical left brained self, where you got to think about, well, this is not going to happen because you can't see it Mm. when you're using your creative mind. You don't need to see it because I speak for myself and using my creative mind. I don't need to see it. I know it. Mm. So I'm just going to look and be excited to see how the universe is going to bring it to me. Yeah. And most of the time I just laugh because I'm like, I would have never thought about that. <laughs> 
Right, right, right. Just the way it happens, I'm like, oh man, God, you are just too funny. I love it, <laughs> love it. Yeah, I learned to get out the way and let God do what God does. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get out your way now. Just stop telling you what to do and how to do it. So, well, what's that saying? We plan, God laughs, right? So, yeah, yeah. Like we come up with the A to Z plan. Like, okay, it's going to happen this way, this time. And then right. it may happen, but like you said, in a completely different fashion, like you would never have imagined it. Yeah. And, and I guess that's the exciting do. thing. Yeah. Huh? You know, I said, we, we try to tell God what to do, <laughs> you know, like, do it like this. And when I turn the corner, make sure that it's over there. It's like, right. excuse me. <laughs> That's the control side. That's the, that's our control side. That, absolutely. And I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting better at that. Yeah. Um, I absolutely would like to make sure we get to the questions from our listeners. So thank you for that question and sure. for the good laughs. And I'm going to take the microphone back and get to some questions from our listeners. So one of our listeners is asking, and this is from Chantel. She's asking, what do I do if I'm stuck? in terms of tapping into my imagination. Okay, Chantel, the first thing we're going to do is not say that prayer anymore. I'm stuck. Mm. Because with the spoken word, you're creating I'm stuckness. Mm, So it's okay to say, what can you bring me universe so that it can open my mind so that I can see where I need to be see what I need to do so that I can get to the place I desire. Let's not focus on being stuck or stopped or can't doing. Focus on the desire that you want to see for yourself. And maybe you'll get motivated to you know, start meditating. Or maybe you'll just get motivated to just be still and listen to your, your guidance. And from there, you'll be able to take the steps that you're guided to do because there's been times when I've been told to do certain things and I'm like, are you serious? You want me to do that now? And I'll do it and it works out. Once we ask for the guidance, be open to hearing it, be open to taking the action that is asked of you. Example, I may have been cooking dinner in my kitchen and all of a sudden, I may hear, now is a good time to call about that so-and-so. I would drop what I'm doing immediately and get on that phone and dial that number and get through to who I needed to speak to at that time. Hmm. So it's, it's sort of like what I would say, paying attention and those little, well, one, you said the words, right? Like really being conscious of the words we're using. Yeah, because and, they're so powerful. Yeah. We're creating 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. Mm. We are, especially now with all of the energy, the eclipses that have been hitting this planet, the moon energies, the, the Schumer resonance. I mean, we have so much energy coming at us as humans. And so our gifts are even opening more. Our manifestations are coming to us quicker now our thoughts and downloads are downloading more faster now. So we really get to step our game up to the point of knowing that you are powerful. 
to the point of knowing that you can co-create anything you desire. And for that being stuck, Chantel, I would say try to manifest something small. Start with that. Maybe you want to manifest a cup of coffee. Maybe you want to manifest a dime, a feather, and play with the universe. Play with it and see how things just start showing up. You'll be walking down the street. All of a sudden, you're going to see that feather and you're going to be like, oh my God. And just have fun with it. Life was made to have fun with. Oh, such a great answer. That was filled with so many nuggets, (laughs) so many gems. I hope our listeners, I hope you are all writing down these notes, okay? And if not, check out the transcription. (laughs) So you don't have to write it, you can read it. But that was really just full of a lot of wisdom. So thank you for that. We have time for one more question from Jay. And Jay is asking, how do I know when I come across a new quote unquote power? You know that you come across a new power because you work the powers that you already have. You see, we have powers that we use every day that we take for granted that we don't even think are powers. Hmm. So, example, the power of the spoken word. It vibrates, it goes out into the universe, and it brings things to us. The power of just having a ritual of taking a shower in the morning when you're going to work or school. As you're taking that shower, you command that water to wash away all that is no longer working for you this day and bring in all of the goodness and the blessings and abundance and the shine that you deserve and you desire to go through your day. Mm. And then when you come home and you've had a long day and you want to take a shower to go to bed, you can do that simple power and command that water to wash away all that doesn't resonate with your being and cleanse your aura of any negativity or things that you may have picked up through the day and have it go right down the drain and leaving you crystal celestial clean. Ooh. And go to bed. (laughs) Yes. I caught the three C's there. (laughs) Whatever it is, everything, you discover your powers, even in the daily rituals that you do. Oh, I think that's really interesting. And it's a good point that it's not something that's so out of reach or so fantastical. It could, like you said, just paying attention to your words and being setting intentions you know, mm-hmm. for what you want, what you want in your life, what you don't want as part of your day or the next day or the week. So, yeah, I think that is super impactful for our listeners. And for those that have the dreams <laughs> or those that are just using the words to be intentional, like all of those yeah. things can be identified know, as powers. Yeah. Right. And getting back to Jay, you know, how do you know when you have a new power? So, Once you understand and work with the powers that you already have, that you were born with within yourself, then the dormant ones can awaken. And you will know if your telepathy is on point, because that's a power, you will know 
if your sense of astral travel is a power. So those powers, trust me, you will know it. But in the meantime, develop the ones that you have now. And then those other powers will come into play by themselves naturally, because it is natural for us to have and be able to do all those things. Yes. Explanation point. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. You even you and I, Nova, you know, <laughs> I'll just think about you for a second or you think about me before you be like, oh, I got to pull. And then all of a sudden, it, within an instant, you didn't finish the sentence yet. Yep. And we, we've connected. That's right. That's so true. That is so true. I literally was thinking about a friend who I hadn't spoken. I have not spoken to her in weeks. And I was just thinking, you know what? It hasn't been this long that I've spoken to this person. And she's just literally been on my mind for the last few days. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, just before we started recording, she sent me a message. And I'm wow, like, what? <laughs> like, we haven't spoken in weeks. And then she's just been on my mind, like, Nova, you need to reach out. You need to re- reach out. And she sent me a message. I'm like, this is yeah. crazy. This is crazy. It works, guys. I'm telling you, it works. Goddess, it's always a pleasure. And Thank I'm you. so Thank excited you. to have had you on the Unleash Your Supernova podcast. My pleasure. My pleasure. Are truly a magnificent being and a ball of light. And I'm just, again, just super excited to share what you do and your books and your knowledge and your TED Talk with our listeners. Again, guys, remember your powers. You can get that on Amazon, correct? Or can you tell our listeners where they can get your book? Sure. Remember Your Powers is at lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. Okay, great. So Remember Your Powers by Goddess Smith at lulu.com. Definitely go to lulu.com, get the book. You're going to love it, guys. It's time for all of us to remember our powers, especially during this really crazy time that we're in. I think we need to just dig deeper, grow higher, reach higher to be able to just level up in every area of our lives, especially now. So, and if they want to get in touch with you personally, Goddess, to book you for a talk or to follow up with our show with any questions, how can they get in touch with you? They can email me at goddess, T's and Tom, T's and Tom W at gmail.com and just put Nova in the caption, your name and Nova, and I'll know. Ooh, yes. <laughs> so you got me singing. I don't, yes. I don't sing at so many shows. You know, you got me singing. <laughs> All right. Well, again, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Thank listeners, you. for joining us again on another episode of Unleash Your Supernova, where we help guide you to unleash your superpowers. We have had today with us an expert on tapping into your powers, helping you remember your powers. So again, check out Goddess Smith. Her book is available at lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. Remember your powers. And also go on YouTube, check out her TED Talk. And it's Imagination, What Is It? Is that the title? Imagination, Mm -hmm. What Is It? And that's a TED Talk. So definitely check her out on the TEDx stage as well. And in the meantime... I want you to head over to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, whatever is your fancy, whatever is your favorite bookstore retailer, and get the Unleash Your Supernova book. 
or at least gift it to a friend. You will not regret it. It will absolutely help you on your creative journey and your entrepreneurial journey. So that's Unleash a Supernova. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe and tell a friend, tell two friends about the Unleash a Supernova podcast. And how could I forget? Forgot to tell you guys, I've been announced to be a nominee for the People's Choice Awards, guys. The People's Choice Awards. Yes, for Best Podcast Host. So stay tuned. That's great. I like it. Yes. Again, thank you so much, Goddess. I'll be talking to you very soon. Until next time, guys. Bye.